Anyway, we're off. I'll edit that bit. But I like keep the we're off. I like that. Um, okay, this is our second podcast. Um, there's four people in the room. I'll get them to introduce themselves in a minute. And what we're going to do is we're going to talk about um, past, present, future in relation to towards recovery. Uh, what's our past with towards recovery? What do we do now? And what do we hope for in the future? And I'll just let you self-select. So who wants to go first? Introduce yourself. In fact, let's do a quick round of introductions. Let's start top left. That's the, the man in the check shirt. Okay. Um, Justin Whitlock. Um, I think newest member actually to Towards Recovery officially. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I just enjoy um, playing actually with the, the stuff that we do. So officially I've, I've got a title somewhere, um, but it's to do with um, coming up with um, ideas for learning, you know, not, not education, but how do we get learning across and how do we connect with people? So that's, I'm gonna leave that as my introduction and I'll come on to other stuff when we come on to it. Okay. I've got Hello. your title if you want it, Justin. Well, then you oh, go yeah, next in and tell him his time. So you're, yeah, yeah. So this is from our new website. Okay, so you are down as therapist, logician, and chief Zen master. That's that's what you're. I, I like as. that, man. I need a badge with that on. <laughs> yeah, we all get a badge. Mine is so. Hi, my name's Jasmine Plowright. I am um, Hussein and Michelle's niece. Let's call her Auntie. That winds her up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so mm-hmm. my. <laughs> my chief, my title, my official title, is uh, marketer, chief, spreadsheet enthusiast, and chief organizer. That's mine. Um, and I joined at the beginning, um, very typically, when my uncle says, "I've got this idea," and I said, "Okay, I can make that look pretty." And then that was it. That was in 2012. Brilliant. Shelley, um, do you want yours? Do you want your you title? Yeah. Yeah, I'm Michelle Jamil, aka Shelley, wife of <laughs> the same. Go on then, what's my title? You are administrator, number cruncher, and chief baker. Okay. That's good. So I've been involved from the beginning. I'm should I say I'm second in command? <laughs> or I'm I'm always behind the scenes, basically. So I do the admin, the accounts, and bake cakes. That is my role in life. Brilliant. Okay. And, and rolling out the art, the art therapy, mm, I think. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I sent you a text shell to say move your water, but you don't have to. And I'm, and I'm called you <laughs> on Zoom. I'm named you. Oh, okay, it's all right. Um, you can rename yourself, but you might rename <laughs> me as well. I don't know. We're um, just doing audio, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> my name's Hussein. Um, I, I had a conversation about a problem in Henley with someone, um, local police officer named Vicky Sims. And from that conversation came the idea, rather than to complain about the drug situation in Henley, was to do something about it. Um, didn't speak to her again for three months. And by the time um, that seed from that conversation took root, suddenly I'd spoken to Jasmine, we'd had an idea, we were looking at a cafe and 
we did our first cafe night. We launched, I think it was in December 2012. Because I was looking at the flyers the other day and I think we had a flyer for that. And, and I found a picture of Justin at that as well. So you actually came to the very first one as a supporter and here we all are as directors. What's my title then? If, they, if you, so you are Ideas Man, Raconteur and Chief Innovator. Oh, wow. That makes me um, feel... We did odd. write this together, by the way. This is just Racon proof that we never pay attention to what we do, <laughs> unless it's written down. There you go. So I think, yeah, I think we will do... This is going to be a podcast, so it's going to be audio. But I've been watching other people's podcasts, and they also put them on YouTube. Um, so we could if we want to, do a kind of mirror image of the podcast with visuals on YouTube. But I'll, we can we can talk about that and do that at a later date if you want to. Okay. If anyone so, wants to know how we work as a team, this is how it happens. So we do yeah. stuff and then we come up with a random idea and go, all right, let's do that. Yeah. And <laughs> Jasmine, work out how to make it work. <laughs> I then Google it. Yeah. <laughs> so let's let's do um a kind of quick thing then let's do a past present future um tell us a little bit maybe about i don't know how you got involved with towards recovery what it means to you um what you do you know i don't know i'll let yeah, you, a I'll bit, let you a come up of, your own structure but let's just have a go a bit of us centric because the other stuff we'll be talking about will be about recovery and stuff like that yeah yeah so i'll start actually um so like I said, I think I'm the, the newest official uh, member, but um, I've been around as a supporter for a long time. So I like to think of myself as, uh, again, someone in the background. Um, I, I don't sit easily up front. And for those who know me, that's a, a little bit strange because, you know, I, I'm, I'm involved in music um, or have been involved in music and have no problems standing up on a stage or down the front and, and being totally on offer as the vocals and, and guitarist to, to whatever. Well, as you can, if you can see this on YouTube, it's in the back, uh, guitars and stuff. If you're listening on podcast, there's a guitar back there. Um, <laughs> you just got to believe it. But like I always think of myself as someone in the background. And I've got a bit of a passion in terms of supporting innovative people. Um, being an innovator and being putting yourself out there is really risky and it comes with lots of ups and downs. Um, and I love to facilitate and support that process in people. And I guess that's what led me to become uh, more involved in towards recovery um i saw it was a great thing actually people were coming together people were connecting um but also for that to have a life of its own and and develop it does need to be supported and yeah a conversation with hussein and um and shell we just said look let, let's let's meet for a few times let's have a chat Let's connect. Um, and that's kind of the way uh, Towards Recovery uh, does most of its stuff. We come up with an idea and we say, all right, well, let's, let's meet, let's start, let's set off in the direction. Um, and from that, for me, it 
grew a bit more and we found out that we could generate some ideas and they were exciting. And we just went, all right. We said yes to an opportunity. Um, and for me, that's, that's how I've, I've become involved. In the present, we're still um, coming up with ideas of, yeah, how to impart learning, how to um, help people realize their value. Um, so not make something new, but just recognize who people are. Um, and in the future, I would love for us to have more things um, online, tangible products to give, to sell. Um, it'd, be, it'd be nice for this to be self-sustaining and for us to be able to comfortably invest our time in it without having to worry to pay our other bills. Mm. Um, so that would be nice as well. But the overarching thing is, you know, it's evolving, it's, it's growing and it's really exciting to be a part of. So it, it comes up there on my priorities um, in, in what I want to do with my time. So yeah, that's, Wonderful. I'll stop rambling. A little bit of a ramble, I don't care. It's all right, it's all right, it's good. Um, let's go to Jasmine. Oh, this is where Big Mouth gets um, gets nervous. Uh, yeah, I so I got involved. Um, I don't I don't think I've ever articulated it as to why, but I I have always got involved in charitable initiatives or supporting things. And I, but I'm a bit here, there, and everywhere. Like I really care about this, and I do that, and I really care about this, and I do that, and I kind of spread myself thin. I'm always really jealous of people that kind of have their thing that they support that they focus on that and and they're so clear with their mm. purpose and I, I, I'm feeling like I'm just trying to figure that out and when this came up it felt like at the time when we when it was kind of as a family we could start something um, and obviously it's grown and we have an extended family now which is fantastic but at the time it was as a family we could do something positive and that's probably quite that that is quite new to our family to do something together that's very positive um I'm sure normal families have things that they do yeah. um but I and so for me it was like taking something quite personal as a family something that I kind of knew about but I was a bit of a kid I didn't really understand kind of your life, your experiences, but always felt very connected um, mm -hmm. to, to you guys and to, and to that part of our family because it was the positive part. And for me, it was like, wow, we could actually do something really brilliant as a family together that's positive. And that felt really exciting. Mm -hmm. And, and mum in particular was like, you have to do this because we don't do this sort of thing. We don't connect and get together as a family in this way. And we don't put it towards something positive. Um, and I, I always feel quite intimidated by the subject matter because I don't feel like I've got the words to articulate, but finding my way to go. But what I am good at is I can organize. I can make things look good. I can package it in a certain way. So maybe just using those skills to be part of this kind of bigger thing that I'm a little bit intimidated about but feels for us as a family would give us something to do together which could be really impactful um 
So that's why I got involved, which is which is more meaningful than my uncle asked me to take some photos at an event. So there you go. that's a proper reason. Um, in terms of our present, I'm so, I think this has been the most exciting time for me, for, for us as an organisation. We're currently we've gone through a brand exercise that helped us to articulate people that know what they're doing, that helped us to articulate who we are, um, what we feel we should sound like what we feel we should look like and how we feel we should kind of bring ourselves together um, in the way that we then reflect that to other people and we've always been kind of hit and miss about it and we've experimented with different things and but I've never really felt that as the marketer I've never felt that how we position ourselves and present ourselves is, is good enough I've never felt like it has actively reflected us um, and all the work that we do and all the amazing ideas that we have and all the content that we that's we've never really shared that beyond our kind of immediate groups or on a one-on-one -on -one. so um, I'm currently or I've written the website um, all 27 pages of it um, and <laughs> currently working with our new brand identity uh, that's been created uh, for us by can Studio you break Texture. on the podcast when that might go live. Let's do an exclusive among ourselves. Yeah, well, I'm hoping for end of this month because okay. it's nearly it's nearly done. But we're just kind of laying in all that content, okay. and it's a beast. Like we've gone from this tiny little website that's got a couple of pages with a couple of things. It's it's huge. But this isn't because we I've been making stuff up. This has been just collating what's already out there so yeah. all the bids that you guys have put together for funding all the content that's in that um all the stuff that you've been doing in terms of the programs just by putting it together in one place has revealed like this immense amount of work that we've never shared in this way so i'm really excited about that and by having a brand having a way of getting that out and my kind of future aspirations is that once we've got that foundation we then can really fly. So where we've maybe held back on bid opportunities or putting ourselves forward for things because we don't feel like we kind of look good enough or we're not positioning ourselves well, I hope that I can enable the team with what we've created and how we're structuring ourselves to then, for you guys to feel really confident, especially when, when you and Justin have an idea or have an opportunity that you can go, yeah, we can do that. We can, we can put that out there and that I can, that the work that we've done will enable you guys to really just fly with it. Um, yeah. So that's that's my hope. Okay. Shell, or as you appear on my screen, Hussain Jamil. Um, that's probably where I started, um, like the, the shadow of my husband. Um, so I've got involved right at the beginning, obviously, um, and I think for me, it's probably been part of my, since we've been married, which is nearly 30 years. Wow. We've always been involved in some aspect of this world, um, just because of where you've come from. And I always feel like I don't really know much about it. But I think then when I start talking, I realise I know more because it's by osmosis that I've learned it, I think, just being around it the whole time. Um, and for me, it was at the beginning, it was just being a support and being in the background, doing the admin and doing whatever needed to be done, really. When it was a physical cafe, it was always being behind the counter and serving the coffee and making the cakes and all that. And I'm a bit like Justin, I prefer to be in the background and not comfortable being out front, like standing up in front of someone would be my idea of a nightmare. 
but I think um yeah so for me I'm quite happy in that role and it's been really a good positive experience to see how it's grown and the things we've done like Jasmine said looking back at all the stuff that we've done in the last few years all those conferences and stuff been amazing and you think do we really do that mm. um and I suppose now present the way the last year's been in terms of it all going online that's been really good too I feel like we've got a really tight-knit group of us plus you know a core group of people that always meet and in some ways I feel like we've connected more over that last year and got better relationships with those people than for me personally standing behind a counter um, got to know people better so I suppose going forward I hope that that continues in some form in terms of the online part <clears throat> remaining for people who can't access it as easily when we go back to a physical meeting. Um, and yeah, the whole branding thing will be really good as well. That'll take less, you know, it'll be less stress on us all to have some sort of cohesive way going forward. And yeah, it's exciting having Justin on board because that gives a whole different element and it allows us to do lots of different things. So yeah. yes, really good. Okay, yeah. I'll take a turn. Um, so for me, I mean, it, with Shelley, Shelley's where my permission lies. You know, if, if uh, the, um, I like films and if you watch The Equalizer, the one with Denzel Washington, and he goes to see the CIA boss that used to be his boss. He's going to go and wreak havoc somewhere. And the husband of the, the boss, the lady, says, you know, how are you going to help him? And she said, he didn't come for help. He came for permission. And I feel like that with Shelley sometimes. You know, she says it's OK, then it's OK. Um, it's, once you have permission, um, you feel like you can do it. And and. The other thing um, with Jasmine, obviously she's my niece, she's family, um, she's very clever, she's young and able and well, younger than me and more able than me. Um, we're all getting older. But certainly uh, not just in relation to this, but in lots of other parts of life, um, Jasmine was a go-to person, you know, in terms of how does this work or should I do that or is this is this the right thing to do? I don't always listen to her, but... I know where the path is once I've spoken to her and if I veer from the path I know that I'm veering from the path but I might have a reason for doing that and with Justin um, it's an interesting one because we've known each other for a long time um, Justin came to work at Yeldor when I was working there and I'd been a resident there as well a, a rehabilitation centre not far from here um, but then fast forward through all those um, years I remember when Justin came to one of the cafes and he said to me at the cafe, I think, or I believe we have a connection in the future and I don't know where that's going or how that's going to work itself out, but I think we should meet regularly and just talk. And I remember at the time thinking, I, I was at a place where talking would have been good because I needed to talk. And so we used to meet every month at Justin's house. Mm -hmm. Um, or somewhere else sometimes and we'd just chat and I used to think where is this going I don't know where this is going but I found it really useful um, and then fast forward a bit more 
from I think we did that I don't know 2013 2014 something like that um fast forward to 2017 um and we're co-directors of Towards Recovery with Jasmine and Shelley as well so for me it's been a it's been a windy journey um and one of the other things that I think puts us all in our places I listened to a talk by a guy called Ernesto Ciroli. Um, they've got a great TED talk. Um, if you just look up Ernesto Ciroli, um, S-I-R-O-L-L-I. Um, he talks about enterprise facilitation um, and helping people. And he talks about no one person can do anything. And, you know, he uses examples, not just of current day companies like Apple, you know, says, you know, Steve Jobs would be nothing without Bill Wozniak. Um, and he, he looks at companies from the past. Um, uh, and, and there's always three or two or three or four people involved. And he, he brought it down to three components. And he said, we have to make it, sell it, and look after the money. Um, and I think we all fall into those categories. We can either make it, sell it, or look after the money. Um, and to me, that, that's, that speaks a lot about us sitting within our gifting. Um, the other thing I really like um, about Towards Recovery is it, it does, I've become more aware of myself while I've been on this. And I recently, I was telling you earlier, I did a bit of training at the YMCA. Um, it's actually North London and City, but I had it down as Crouch End. But it was, it was a nice place and they're nice people. And one of the things I did, I got the people I was training to talk about themselves and people reveal a lot when they talk about themselves but they don't realize what they reveal while they're saying it sometimes they do but what I was able to do was use some of the towards recovery approach to help them to connect to things that they'd said you know what one woman said something about um she was she worked at the YMCA but she there was an expectation that she did better and she went to university and then, she, but she liked working at the YMCA. So after university, she came back and was working there. And I said to her, where does that expectation come from? And she said, my parents. And um, so we talked a little bit about that in the context of the training. Um, and you could see she had a light bulb moment. Um, and then she was able to move forward in that. Um, so we, we do a lot of stuff. I mean, I'm really looking forward to the website because we've done so many cafe nights, conferences, courses, you know, using comedy, using the three degrees of change. You know, we've had some really good speakers in the past. You know, I'm thinking of someone like Neil McKegney talking about legal highs in 2014, 2015, before they were um, made illegitimate, you know, while they were still legal, uh, new psychoactive substances, I think. Um, and for the future, I think I, I think it's more of the same. I'd, I'd like to fly a little bit. I'd like to give lots of value away for free. I'd like to blow the kind of field of substance use, substance misuse, addiction, whatever we want to call it, recovery. I want to give stuff away that people charge a lot for. Um, but I also want to, um, I'd like, I agree with Justin, it's nice, you know, bills need to be paid um, and stuff costs money. So I'd like to do things like maybe op offer membership options, you know, become a tools recovery member 
in some way and, and that, that gives you some additional benefit um, to allow people to do donations as well as putting things together that maybe we could sell because I think we have got a lot of stuff that is saleable um, but I don't want to lose that sense of giving value away for free because I remember the first conference we did the people that came to that and it was a free conference and we had some amazing speakers and someone said to me I I've been to conferences where I've paid four or five hundred pound for the day in, in London and they've not been as good as this you've got like a a national conference going on in in a backwater like Henley and we had top people speaking at it mm -hmm. um, and we had a budget that you know would just about pay for the electric wheel on my bike that's due to be here soon and Jasmine spun that into and um, you know and the volunteers came and people served and so we had really good food really well organized conference that was free and that was national quality and it really kind of went -da, you know we're, we're here um and so i'd like to do more of that <clears throat> and i'd like to really um the key aim is to make recovery visible and to make people realize that we're not just um a group of ex-junkies who've got nothing better to do I'm speaking for myself, not for you three. <laughs> but um, do you know what I mean? It's, there's something about recovery as opposed to addiction and citizenship as opposed as opposed to being a client that I think you know we exemplify in some way. And I'd like to do more of that. So that's that from me. That's that from us. I think we've done more than ten minutes. We've probably done twenty minutes, half an hour. So this is probably a podcast that's all right. on its own. So that's all right. But, um, Isn't, I've never heard you say, and maybe you've said it before, but citizenship as opposed to client. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, that's going in the I, key messages. Okay. <laughs> everything I say is stolen from somewhere or heard from somewhere. You know, like there's the principle that there's nothing new under the sun. I think the the person I heard say that that sticks in the mind. I may have heard it in, from several places. Was Cormac Russell, the guy who. Uh, yeah. the ABCD guru the uh, asset based yeah. community development guy and um, I've listened to him long before I met him and when I met him it was such a privilege to meet him in on the Isle of Man um, and actually during that visit was where three degrees of change came from because I had to Connor uh, Cormac was late for his session he, he had a problem with his flight and some issues at home and so I had to fill in a like a two-hour session and um, we found out the night before and I was with a guy called Graham Klukas. And so between us, we were sitting thinking, what are we going to do? Um, and Graham sort of said, I don't know, but you're doing it, not me. And, and so we were talking about the treatment system on the Isle of Man and how very clinical it was and how very difficult it was for Graham's little recovery community called Quing to get in on the act and, and to bring recovery to the fore. And in our discussion, I don't know if he said it or I said it, but we arrived at the conclusion that not much needed to change. They just needed to move a few degrees to end up at a different destination. And I sketched it out on a bit of, I think we were having fish and chips, and I sketched it out on the back of a bit of chip paper and then pulled out my computer, did a really bad line drawing on Word, um, which is meant to be for words, not lines, um, and then shone that up. And that was my, that was the whole presentation was one picture of, you know, going from A to B 
and instead of going from A to B, going from A to C. It was about shifting their system um, from a purely clinical one to a clinical and recovery orientated one. And then, yeah, that's where Con um, Cormac talked about a citizen has rights, but a client is um, comes from a Latin word that means something like either beholden to or I think he used the word on your back, you're submissive. If you're a client of someone, you're at their mercy almost. Whereas if you're a citizen, you're elevated and you have rights. And the analogy that comes to mind was, it's a biblical one. When Paul, the apostle was beaten and thrown in jail, um, when they went to let him out, he said, no, I'm not leaving. I'm a Roman citizen. I demand to see Caesar. Something like that. I can't remember exactly where it is. And everyone bricked it because they thought, oh, my God, we've just beaten up a Roman citizen and put him in jail for no reason. And now we've got to give an account of ourselves. And so the power of citizenship is really prominent. And I think when you look at, sorry, I'm going on, but when you look at number of people in treatment or who have an addiction problem in the UK, if you look at the public health numbers, it's about a million people um, and about 600,000 600, are alcohol, 400,000 are drugs. And we've got about um, less than half of those in treatment. And of that half in treatment, you know, only about 150,000, which is still a lot, are getting methadone um, treatment for, for heroin addiction. But when you look at the numbers in recovery, it's about 4 million. And so if you suddenly think there are 4 million people, citizens in this, in this UK, it's 9.1% of the adult population, according to a, a, a study by a guy called John Kelly at Harvard University, and I'm extrapolating from the American numbers, 9.1% of the adult population in, in the UK are either in recovery or have had a problem relationship with drugs and alcohol that they have got over. Those people pay tax and they vote. And so actually citizen is the right word for them. And if we can somehow switch them on, um, they can change elements of society that would be quite exciting for a small little organization like ours that that's above its weight, you know, so to speak. But I, I love how we think about language because language is powerful and it's evocative. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, I, I'm always thinking about the terms that we use, how we treat people, mm -hmm. um, and when we're in a group setting. You know, when we started off three degree, um, you, you had to you had to trust me a lot because I was saying that I just want you to experience mm. kind of stuff. And then we would have some conversations after saying, you know, let's not do it quite that way because. And the same thing with language. I love that we refine our language to be more mindful and purposeful with it because just using a different term invites someone to think you know the, the simple difference between client you know we we live and work in a in a world where we we often call people clients or service users mm. actually that's they're a person mm. you know the the word citizen now i'm aware enough to know not to have all the answers but to know when I'm not happy with a word. I might, I might not know what, what other word to put in there, but that's, that's our process and we will evolve through that as well. Mm. So I love it when we, we become a bit more precise and purposeful with our language. 
Mm. I think that's why, I think that's why as well, the people that we engage with, the people who have enjoyed kind of being with us or joining a course or whatever, I think a lot of it, we haven't surveyed them officially. We don't tend to do that. We just, we know how we interact with, with people and we get their feedback on an anecdotal basis. But I know that kind of approach of, not like we've got all the answers where the experts come to us, you get help. We've never spoken like that. And often that's sometimes made it difficult for us to say who we are and what we actually do because we're not typical in that and you've always said it um both you and Justin have said you know there's organizations out there who say we've got all the answers come to us behave we'll help you and then you'll be all right and or you'll be better and I've I've struggled in the past to articulate the person who sells us who packages us what we do because of that being mindful about the language that we use the approach because we want to be genuinely open not just have it as a value oh we're open and we're engaging but actually we talk about you in this way and we talk about us as it you know we've never wanted to do that so sometimes that's I've struggled with but what's tangible about what we do we have a conversation with somebody we do this but what what's the tangible product and what what are we say we don't have a helpline we don't have a building what, what are we doing but actually going through this process um with texture and by putting all the stuff together for the website, it has shown me what our offer is mm. for the first time, really. The way we've sectioned it out, the things that we do, the ways that people can engage, the ways that we're pulling things together in, in programs or courses or clubs or events, that has shown me, it's, it sounds silly, but by doing that, it showed me what our offer was to people, whereas before I struggled to articulate it. Yeah, and in some ways, when we went through that process with Studio Texture and, and the people there, the great question that they asked about if you're a supermarket aisle, you know, we were trying to be one of those supermarket aisles that's got to buy one, get one free and all the other. And Justin said, we're the fruit and veg aisle. There's nothing going on here to see up, but it's good for you kind of thing or, you know, words to that effect. And um, and and Stuart, I think it was loved it. Yeah, Stuart did. I'm going to nick that. Um, <laughs> but that that explained who we were in many ways. It's and what I what I also like about who we are is that um, and we I had this in my conversation with um, uh, Professor David Clark last time was, you know, the the good places that do recovery create environments where people can learn, um, and in some ways, the bad treatment facilities create environments where people have to conform and comply. And so, oh, hold on. Some updates could not be installed because Zoom something interrupted your restart. Um, this is how people can, people can, this is a real proper example of what I'm we're like. Just cancel that. <laughs> and uh, I don't know what's going on in the background on my computer, but what I might it do when, when, we've, when we've done that, we'll stop this and I'll do another link for me and you justin so that we don't lose this because of an update or something yeah. yeah so it's about you know kind of learning not conforming and so when we put stuff together um we we learn collectively it's not just us saying here's some learning for you we we might have some understanding but we're also open to learning afresh and when we did three degrees you're right um 
you know, Justin said, I want you to experience it. And so I just, I was co-facilitating with him, but I was also a student, you know, I was turning up with my notebook, trying to keep pace with everyone. <laughs> um, it was the same when we did that comedy course as well. Yeah. You know, you had to, you had to, when they first started it, I wasn't going to be part of it, but they said to me, you're either in the room or you're out of the room. I couldn't just watch. So I had to be involved. And by being involved, it just took on a totally different meaning and the sort of you know, stuff that I would never have done before. I did, and it was really good. Yeah. Got to do an improv course again at some stage. To get the School of Comedy up to Henley mm. this time if we can, or maybe Reading might be more easier to get to. We, we chose Oxford because I think there was a straight line train from there. Um, but anyway. So I think we're coming to the end um, of our time. Is there any last comments? So this is our second podcast. It's yep. all four of us. Um, let's, Podcasts uh, aren't as scary as we thought, huh? Could, we should have done the day ago. We've at least got four <laughs> followers because I'm sure each of us... Yeah, we'll, we'll be listening. Yeah. yeah, we'll be listening. We should have just recorded all of our previous conversations yeah. for the last however many years. Harry, Harry's, my son Harry's been listening to the podcast and he says, one of the things he says is I say yes too much. So I, because I'm involved in active listening and saying, mm, mm, yeah, mm -hmm, I'm, I'm trying to stop that. Um, he also thinks we need a better picture for the first one. He likes the journey's picture. But because he's a bit of an artist, he said, oh, I can do a better picture for you and David. Or I said, no, 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 we just leave it as it is. We're, we're happy as it is. In fact, he said it to Shelley, not to me. So I'll get told off for being too flash if I do anything other than a I screenshot. Carry on. You carry on. It's fine. No, I'm going to do a screenshot of us four now. Here we go. Okay. This can be our picture. This is how we work. Not with thumbs up. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> Not thumbs up. Okay, I won't do thumbs up. Can I like, sit here? Do another one. You'd be like that. Does that look? That's 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 I'll try and sit and look. I'll yeah, try and a look, look of far off. <laughs> a, a look of far off wonderment. Okay, okay bye. 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 <laughs>